Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Oh, I just smashed my face into the mic. Um... (laughs) Well, I lost Ellen to the woods of North Carolina again this week. Yeah, but I'm on the phone. Yeah, I know. It's no, working, you, you def- so that's a miracle in and of itself. Right. So so I'm sitting here in protest in my underwear. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can tell me any different, right? They can't say if I am, if I'm not, if I'm joking, if I'm serious. So Nope, only the dogs and the cats. Only the dogs and the cat. And the gate's open, so who knows what's going to happen. The, um, did you get the picture I sent you last week of the dog and the cat laying together in the studio? I did. I did, right? Yeah, at the, at the, at the door of the studio, yeah. 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 You know, it's funny. I was watching a, a, a show, and, you know, I, I look through, I, I kind of skim through Facebook before we go on the, I mean, more than once a day, but before we go on the show to see if there's anything that uh, pops up. And I uh, am a member of the Port St. Lucie Lost Dogs and Cats and Pets uh, thing. So I'm my daughter's uh, dog got lost, and we posted it on that. And it seemed like almost 30 seconds later we found the dog. So I try to do that same service. And I noticed a couple of weeks ago there was an old tortoise that got lost you know, one of those oh, you mean old a turtle? a turtle, yeah, but it's one of the it's one of the land based, you know, like in your backyard type uh yeah. tortoises, one of the big ones. And they ultimately found them. Oh wow. Which is which is kind of crazy for Florida, right? You can they get off in the woods and they're gone. Oh yeah, or they get on the road. Well people was, will stop for them on the road. Yeah. It was lost. I almost got run over the other day. Speaking of that, um, I stopped <laughs> on the on the back road on on Crosstown. I stopped to get a turtle out of the road, and of course, everybody does the same thing. And they and they all, two or three cars stopped behind me, and one knucklehead seemed to think that she was going to be late for school or something like that. She came whipping around all the cars as I was walking out into across the street to get the turtle going where it was going and. She almost ran me over. Oh, my gosh. Saving a turtle. But that's what we do down here. That's our plight. We save turtles. Yes, we do. I've seen six lanes of traffic stop for a turtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But, but, you know, something we, we, yeah, it's better than seeing them squashed on the side of the road. It really is. So I was watching um, to get to to get to point of why we do this show. I was watching. that show American Greed? Yes. It's a weekly show, I think, with Stacy Keach is the um, narrator. And yeah. uh, they had, uh, what's his name there? The uh, Kenny Chapman, the one from uh, Del Rey and the, uh, was it Transformations or yes. Transitions yeah. or... Yeah. You know, it's a good show to watch. It doesn't really do the whole... His whole um, evil empire justice because they only have, I think it's a half hour program or or something, but you know it was 
enlightening to see that that message is getting out there and it's getting out, you know, in a national, on a national show. You know, we see it down here. We see it because we live in the environment of some of these shady, like I said, we'll never know what's going on with the dogs. Like, um, <laughs> we live in the, we live in the the shady type community of some of these houses. Some of them are very, you know, very up and up, but others are, you know, not that don't have that stellar of a reputation. And um, you know, it's good to see that we're letting people know outside of our little umbrella. That don't just fall for the next shiny object. Don't just fall for the next salesman. Like the gentleman, one of the uh, parents of, you know, a lost child to uh, active addiction, was saying, you know, the website popped right out at us, and it looked like it was a solid. It looked like it was, you know, something that would save our child. And the people that we spoke to spoke like they would save our child. And little did we know. We were handing our child over to the devil. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and, and it was. I know a lot of the the mom groups that I belong to in South Florida were protesting outside of some. He had several facilities, I think, and they were protesting. We well, had so he had a lot of so, he had a lot of anything homes, was done. Yeah. yeah. Well, there there he, were really no laws initially that he was breaking. That was the problem. There were no laws that encompassed any of the things that he were he was doing. Well, ultimately, the things that he was that he was convicted of had nothing to do with, um, you know, be, being a scumbag. It was it was uh, faulty billing practices. It was uh, uh, like patient brokering, which is which is a scummy practice. But you know, I think yeah, that was a that wasn't even illegal because nobody you know who would right. who would have thought. Right, and, until they change, until they changed the laws to make that illegal, so they could catch people that are doing it, you right. know, and and that's the bad thing about it. Like they they were saying, and you know, uh, we you know we all know, um, we all see kids on the street down here because they come they come down here from parts unknown, and they're out on the street with their luggage, or they're out on the street with a uh, hefty bag. And, uh, you know, looking for a place to go and facilities send kids out or these patient brokers out and they have a conversation with them. They say, you know, you, do you need treatment? What are you using this, that, the other thing? And once they think that they can get them into the facility that they're quote unquote working for, they ask them if they have insurance. Yeah. If they have insurance, they have a, they have a, a a speed dial well on their phone they get a number on their phone they call and they go okay this is what i have i have blue cross blue shield x xyz this that the other thing is he good yes he's good okay let's take him right to our place right now they and then take- and then they ask him do you have any friends yes uh-huh. that have insurance who have this problem and the, you know then yeah. they go find the friends and on yeah, and on it went and and they make they make with uh, they make an upwards of depending on what kind of insurance they have fifteen hundred dollars a head, if not more. Yep. You know, and that's and it's a wonder why it's a wonder why some of the big insurance companies is, have pulled out of the state of Florida. You know, because yeah, that's what I think they've been for Blue Cross. Because they had to yeah. stay, otherwise they probably would have left too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think ultimately, um, Blue Cross has uh, their own Florida insurance. So I, I don't necessarily know how how they're paying outside of the state. Like, I don't know if, like, say, Ohio, for instance, will send somebody into Florida on Ohio Blue Cross insurance. Uh, I know that they got really, really strict there for a while, and I'm sure they probably eased up a little bit because of all of the regulations that have been put in place. And I don't want to say regulations, but all of the uh, stipulations that have been put in place with these facilities to uh, be able to uh, run. So I, I think it's gotten a little bit better. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that there are still a lot of places out there that, are doing scummy practices. Oh, yeah. And, the insur- you know, the insurance companies, they try to make you do outpatient treatment first, which, as we know, even yeah. inpatient is relatively unsuccessful. So, you know, it's, it, the whole industry is very difficult to maneuver through and, and get the kind of help that you need. I think, in my experience, it was. It was pretty bad. Yeah, no, and, I, you know, I we we experienced the patient brokering. You know, we had a couple of patient brokering experiences. I get a call from a facility saying, um, "We're admitting your daughter," and I hear her in the background going, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, she, she wouldn't go. Right. She refused. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I got gotcha. you, but you know, fortunately enough, there are facilities and there are programs that uh, that do the right thing. And sadly, you know, and we've heard, we've, we've had a lot of guests come on and say, you know, just don't grab at the next shiny object. That's not going to be the savior of your child. You know, it's funny. I, um, toys for tots, of course, I'm, we're putting out boxes as I speak and, um, you know, it's going to get pretty chaotic here and we service or we help facilitate toys for a recovery facility in our county. It's for uh, women who have been displaced from their children because of addiction, and their children are still in their life, but they are, say, at a at a different facility. You know, I mean, however it works, I'm really not sure. And I got a call this afternoon saying, uh, we need to be careful about that place. And I said, why? And they told me a story of an individual. And, uh, you know, it was not a good story. And I let it, I let it go. And, And of course they were blaming it on the facility. And, you know, I let her run the whole thing. And she said, well, you know, I have this woman's number and you can call her and ask because, you know, we may not want to deal with this place. And and what I said was, you know, this is a, a one-off situation. And actually, the individual who was thrown out or, you know, didn't have a positive experience there has the responsibility of of uh, those actions, not the facility. 
I know the facility is a decent facility, and yes, they probably they probably um, dropped the ball on a few things going as the as as every place you go to you go to Publix and they put the bread in the wrong shelf, you know. So right. these facilities do the same thing. Uh, granted, it it's it's dealing with uh, with life instead of just a loaf of bread, but you know, I told the rest is we can't not help the people who want help just because of one negative experience. We can't label that place as a bad facility because of one bad experience. And I think that we we need to do that across the board with a lot of these facilities. There are a lot of people and like you you slowly found out you were saying it was the it was the facilities fault because your daughter wasn't successful and ultimately you found out like in my family found out it wasn't the facility's fault it was ray's yeah, fault because not ray, being ready yeah right ray didn't want to embrace the program ray didn't want to embrace what it was that they were giving to me so of course it's very easy to go it's yeah that's a program that doesn't work but right a program right. will work if the person wants it to and You know, unfortunately, a lot of people are put in treatment by their families because they're desperate, as I was. Right. You know, maybe the person thinks as they're leaving, yeah, 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 I want to do this. Well, they get in there and, you know, the disease is still ravaging them. And no, they really don't. So for me, it would be a period of time where I could sleep. I didn't worry. You know, where is she, what's she doing? But ultimately, uh-huh. a lot of times she would get thrown out or she would leave, and, you know, I still had the worry. But And um, now... And now she's she's doing very well. I mean, you, you know, so... very well. So to look back at, say, uh, where was where was one of the, the big ones? Hazelden. To look back mm-hmm. at Hazelden and say, oh, their program stinks, you can kind of look through the stained glass and say, maybe it was just, you know, my perception of what was going on at the time. I mean, granted, you've grown immensely since then, and so has she. Hazleton oh, is yeah. Hazleton has stayed the same. They're giving the same message. So, you know, you, you look at the you look at the Kenny Chapmans and then you look at the at the um, five star, for lack of a better word, four or five star uh, um, programs, and it's you know night and day, and and you know like many a times um, there are facilities that that don't work, and it's not you know anyone's fault, but the time and place in the individual's process. That doesn't allow it to work. Right. That's that's exactly it. You know, I, I remember calling facilities and saying, you know, what's your success rate? You can't measure it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No. This is not something, you know, like, you know, cancer treatment or something like right. that. It, it's, it's very individual, and I don't know how you even follow up on it. Now, Hazelden does try. They send letters every year, you know, are you still sober or whatever. Still? But... You do know, they I still don't know how many people them? respond. Do they you know, still how, send how, them? How is that measurable? Um, no, it was... Gosh, For the first five years, years or so, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they try to do, you know, 
the reputable facilities try to do five years out, but yeah. know, how many people are going to respond, even if they are okay? Probably not many. No, that's that's true. So, you know, so how statistically valid is your is your? I mean, you just can't. It's not measurable. I no, no, you can't because because one, you can lie. Two, you don't answer, and and you know, I like I like I have said before in the past, you know, like if if someone calls, and and this shouldn't be the arrogance of a facility, but you know, a facility is only as good as the individual that is either accepting or. Um, rejecting the information. So somebody who's accepting the information, they're 100% uh, successful. My last facility was 100% successful because I took that knowledge that they gave me and I stayed clean with it. Uh, The ones before that, that I paid, that my insurance paid tens of thousands of dollars for, weren't successful. But that's not their fault. I chose not to use the information. So you re- like you said, you really can't gauge. I mean, I guess you kind of have to because of where you stand in the recovery uh, environment community that you have to say that you're X amount of, you know, we have this much of a success rate. You can't say, well, we're 100% successful and then on other cases we're not. Because that's not really a good um, marketing message, I guess. No. And again, you know, if you discharge 100 patients a month and you send, you know, over, so that's what, 1,200 patients a year and you send 1,200 letters every year, you get, you know, 300 back. And then, you you know, how is that a statistically valid sampling? It's not. No, it's not. It's not. So, uh, you know, I don't think that works. Uh, I mean, I tried it. I was trying everything. <laughs> I think the best thing to do when you're choosing a facility is to be sure that it's one that's, that's well-known and right, has a good reputation. Right. Just don't pull the trigger, you know, and, and yeah. don't... Yeah, don't don't believe you know. everything you hear. Don't, you know, if you get a call center and they're asking you about insurance right off the bat, no. Right. And and they they definitely need to do an, an evaluation of the patient. It's usually a phone interview. It lasts about 30 minutes. It's done by a licensed social worker or some other mm-hmm. you know, licensed treatment professional. If you don't get that, don't do it. Right, right. I mean, I, and, I, and I get wanting to save your child and getting... Well, um, you just don't know when you're new to this. You don't know. I didn't know. I knew about Hazelden because I'm, I work in healthcare. Yeah. And it's been around for a long time and it had a great reputation. So I was like, great. Fine, that's where we're going. But we're waiting three weeks till she finishes her semester in school. And I remember somebody there saying, um, "Do you want to save her life, or do you want her to finish the semester?" Yeah, right. No, exactly, exactly. Well, we got to go to break right now. So, if you feel like calling in, dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. And somehow, Sassy and Chloe got locked in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the room with me. I was just like, what the heck is licking my leg? And it, and it was, it was Sassy. Yeah. <laughs> So Sassy was barking before, so that's why she's in here. But calm down, guys. So I forgot to ask, what's the temperature We're up in the up in the mountains? Oh, it's not bad today. I'm sitting outside with just my Uggs and a shirt on. You know something yet with, with your Uggs? I saw uh, <laughs> I saw an an ad for um, All Stars Converse All Stars that yeah. have the that ha- they're like they're like Uggs. Oh, they got the fur in them. Yep, they got the fur around the top of them. They're, they're the uh, the high tops. They got their fur around the top of them and all on the inside. They look pretty cool. Oh, I like them. Well, I mean, you know, I like, like Uggs. They're yeah. you know for winter they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need them down here. I mean, too Not often. Too but... often, and you know, every once in a while it gets chilly and I pull them on. But no, I I I got them when I was working in Louisville, Kentucky, because it was cold there. Right. Snowy and things like that, and they're comfortable too. Uh, I must say, <laughs> you're walking around in on fur or fake fur. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, fake fur. Hopefully, you're not walking around oh, on squirrels. Fake fur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny though. I mean, you know, you say you're walking around on squirrels. I, I, I was watching a show about 
trappers. You know, yeah. one of those one of those things on the History Channel where, you know, they live off the land and they use every single thing that they that they trap and you know um Yeah, even the toenails, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wild, but but it makes you think like say from from our world environment, and I'm not talking about, you know, being able to just drive down the street to Publix. I'm talking about like what what happens when they hurt themselves. So what happens when they break a finger or what happens when they, and, and they ultimately go to the witch doctor out in the woods there and he prescribes them an opiate and something goes wrong with that opiate within them and they become an active addict out there out in banshee heaven. You know what I mean? So like that has to be a completely different, um, experience I would imagine. Well, but in the end, for the for the addict, it's probably about the same. Oh yeah, what yeah. But think? I'm saying, you know, like at least I don't want to say at least in the city we had uh, we had more resources, but like in in the in the in the uh, concrete jungle, say you have you have that much more resources. So I don't necessarily know if it's um, less. If it happens less out in, say, well, in Alaska, there's a lot of alcoholism, but you know what I mean? Like, if there's not, if there's not, if the supply is not there, your body's not going to really, um, I, I don't, I don't know, you know? Like, I might be, I might be kind of looking at it in a different, in a different light, but like, how how if 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 you're out there in the jungle and you're you're eating squirrels and you're using every single bone for whatever it is that you're eating, what's the possibilities of you becoming uh, addicted to opiates or opioids? Yeah, they're not going to be there, so probably not very high. Yeah, you're just going to end up dealing with your pain, and so that shows mm-hmm. you right there that you know. Granted, everyone is susceptible to. I think if you pollute somebody enough with any type of substance, it it'll definitely change their chemical uh, makeup, and you know you will become um, susceptible to all of the uh, negative behavior that goes along with that with that substance. But like out in the jungle. Where you don't have access to it, or up in the, up in the you know the snow where you don't have access to it. I mean, granted that, like I said, they they do they do uh, partake in alcoholism up there, quite uh, fervently. Actually, but, they have uh, a pretty bad opioid problem too. I think it's you know it's made its way just about everywhere. Oh, well, your brother was a judge up there, right? Yes, yes, he just yeah, retired. yeah, so. Yes, yes. So he Yeah, he said they he, had a huge problem and they, they also legalized marijuana and they were having a terrible time with DUIs from marijuana. Yeah, that makes sense. Time. There was mm-hmm. I, I think there was a kid that was just on uh just on trial, right? Did didn't we have some some kid that was driving uh weeded up on a uh and he got in an accident and killed his neighbor or something like that? The kid was in the car with him. Did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and he, he and he was he was he was uh, a licensed uh, licensed for weed. 
he had a license to to you know smoke weed and he yeah, still driving. You know, but that's that's the only bad thing. I mean, granted, you get to you get to you know use marijuana or whatever it is that you're using for you know medicinal and medical purposes. That doesn't mean that you can drive. That doesn't give you all the rights in the world to be able to go out there and do all the things that a non-using people uh, person does. That is very true. There are many, many drugs where they say don't drive, don't operate heavy equipment. There's a reason. It says for it that. right on the bottle. Yeah, it says it right yeah. on the bottle. You know, but it says it's funny. It says don't operate heavy machinery. Doesn't say anything about not driving your car. It says don't operate heavy machinery. So we automatically go. Well, I'm not plowing any fields, or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tiring any roads. And no, they're talking yeah, about. We need to look at the definition of heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a legal reason that it's worded that way, but yeah, people exactly. You know, that, people that covers don't everything. think when they're in that type of situation. Right. Right. So, uh, so do we do we want go. do do we want to um. Get a cheap plug for uh, someone's color vote? Oh, yes. Modern Salon is having a contest. And my daughter, unbeknownst to her until today, was nominated. Um, oh, I'm not oh, sure she exactly was just what the somebody... website is. She didn't even know. Oh, wow. Yeah. her. My daughter, um, for those of you who don't know, my daughter is a licensed hairstylist. And she's been working for about a year, and she's very, very good at color. And some of her, she puts it on, um, I think her Instagram is Marcy182, and she puts her head no, out there, ha- takes pictures of no, the ones she, she really it. likes, and she puts it out on Instagram, and, and they made Pinterest. I guess somebody goes through and looks at them and picks them up. And I think from Pinterest, they, they picked, what, nine heads for each category, and hers was... Yep. Color and and these are unusual colors. It's not like blonde and dark and all that. It's you know blues and pinks and oranges and stuff like that. And her her head is one of them in the contest. Hers is modern hair. It's mo- it's modern, modern salon. salon. Modern com actually is what it is. It's modern salon com, and it's not it's not Marcy one eighty two that she well she she does put it there, but it's hair hair by Marcy. Is I'm saying Massey, but it's with an R. So um, that's where she that's where she puts all her hair work on Instagram. So if you go to Modern Salon and look for the contest, the color contest is the very first one. Look for the pinkest hair and please vote for Marcy's hair. It doesn't say who did it until you actually vote, and then it'll yeah, until have, you until you click you on it. It's the, the it's the right yeah, it's the right hand uh, upper right hand head. It depends. They move them around. Oh, we found that out okay. today. They move them around, so you can't. You have to look for the pinkest hair, and and when you click on that, that's a vote for Marcy. Now, can you vote once a day, or can you only vote yes, once? Yes, you can vote once a day until October twenty first. Cool. So and this was just somebody Marcy that found. Vote. I thought when you, I thought when you texted me that today, I thought this was something that was a planned thing from her salon no. or something. This is just some random no. person found her. Yes. Wow. Found her hair. Yes. Wow. I mean, from everything I've seen, she does do a good job. If I have any pink hair, I know where I'm going. There you go. <laughs> oh, your hair would look too great with pink because you're blonde. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, but still, I think I'd yeah, do perfect. great with pink hair. Uh, well, you could do blue, you could do green, you could do purple, you could do stripes, <laughs> whatever you want. Stripes, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, back to back to the uh, issue at hand. I figured we'd, I figured we'd give a cheap plug for her to see if we can't get anybody to vote for her and do it. Vote. Oh yes, um, please do. Please do. Yeah. I put it on Facebook and people are sharing, so I'm really hopeful because, you know, from from the depths of this disease to you know becoming a hair star is pretty pretty amazing. We're yeah, and you know the thing is is that you know what we always we always say that uh we need to lift our addicts up when they are when they're making positive strides and and you know making serious life changes and um something like this can just solidify that you know the changes that they have decided to make uh, really make a difference, you know? Well, and I think just, you know, just deciding that this was a career she wanted to do was mm-hmm. what did the turnaround. Right, right. I really and, do. And to, you know, just making to, that decision. I want to do this, and I'm going to do it, and she did it, and that was wonderful. And to have 1,500 people say, I'm just using a number, vote for her. Uh, or, or like any addict in a situation like this, you know, if it was photography, if it was, it was some kind of paint by numbers or or oil painting or something Anything. like that. Yeah. To to reassure an addict who is doing the right thing with their life, that they're doing the right thing, you know, because we know that mm-hmm. there are people out there that will bash the hell out of everything and anything that you've done because of what your past. Right. Nobody believes that you can turn that around and become something different. Exactly. You exactly. And, you, and you absolutely she is living can. proof of that. Yeah. I think we all are, but just there's some people that just don't want to allow themselves to see it. You know? There's a big prejudice. You know, I've been fighting that for a long time. There's such a prejudice against people that have the disease, and it's unfortunate because you can get better. You know, you're an example of that. Oh, you do get better, you know. I, yeah. Well, there are people that I maybe I think there are people that hit like a certain plateau and they don't know how to wiggle their way out from away from it, and they stay in that stagnant mode for many years. Ultimately, they pay a price for that. But right. um, yeah, I mean, we do recover. You know, once an addict, always an addict. The lie is dead. Yeah, but you can live your best life too. Yes. Very much uh, so. You know, I think many, many, many people are, including you, are better for the experience. I mean, if you hadn't had that experience, you probably wouldn't be, you know, the the uh, kind and empathetic person that you are today. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, well, you wouldn't have said that when you saw me chasing Peg this afternoon. <laughs> exactly. <which was> <laughs> no, exactly. But I, I, I know That's what why you you're mean, a miracle. Because, yeah. No, I and and. You know, I'm grateful today when people say that you're a miracle and, and I can accept that. Many years, like for the first few years, or I'll say many years, I didn't um, do well with praise. I embraced criticism only because that's what I was used to 
um, one, giving myself, and two, hearing from others. And not necessarily from my family, but from everyone around. Oh, there he goes again, or, you know, we knew or, he would, you know. know. he's doing this, but he's an addict. Yeah. You know, there's always a but. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's easier today to accept praise and accept uh, positive vibes than it was, you know, even 10 years ago. So, you know, this thing is doing something uh, that I'm doing to me, you know, so thanks for saying I'm a miracle. I mean, granted, we're all miracles because we woke up this morning um, and hopefully when we lay our head down on our pillow tonight, um, God will give us another mulligan. He'll let us wake up tomorrow morning and let us do it again, you know, um, and and that really is what it's about. And how we how we act during the day instead of react. I mean, you know, uh, we've talked about reacting versus acting and how I act during the day um, gives me the sense of fulfillment when I lay my head down on my pillow. If I'm reacting to everything that's happening to me during the day, then I'm losing sight of one, who I am and two, what I'm supposed to be doing. If I'm feeding on what you're saying, Alan, and not, um, embracing my action in that or my responsibility in that, then what am I doing? Well, you're not being the miracle that you were intended to be. No, yeah, you know, you're exactly. taking other people's values and opinions and making making that how your life is is structured, and that's that's not what you need to be doing. Making mud pudding out of it and then eating it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, and I'm grateful today that I, you know, and I'm sure that there are still people, twenty nine years later expecting me to fail you know and he's an addict so ergo he's not going to you know something bad is going to happen Mm -hmm. and that's just not true no it's a myth the bad thing is is that those people are the ones that have those people are the ones that have the loudest voice in today's society Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, he's an addict and he's going to fail. It's, um, I don't like you and I'm going to let the world know. And it's a scary place to live, especially when you, when we're taught to embrace, um, society, to act, not react in society. And I think that's why, that's how I, um, I'm able to deal with the stimulus that's coming towards me because it's not a nice place that we're in right now. No, and and you know, fortunately, you have the tools to be able to deal with it, and a lot of well, people don't. As you do, as you do, you know. So, you know, we 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 are fortunate enough to be ahead of the game. You know, there are many people out there that don't even have a clue and it's very easy to stick those fingers looking out at somebody else saying look at what it is that they're doing and i could never really understand when people said 
You know, when you point your finger at someone, there's three pointing back at you. And, you know, you yep. look at your hand and you go, yeah, okay, that's silly. There's three pointing back at me. But the reality is, is that you don't want to look at yourself. And that's why you're taking a victim with your finger. So something is going on inside of you three times as great as what you're trying to project on project on someone else. We're going to go to break right now. So if you feel like calling on the other side of the break, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. If you uh, would like to come on the show and share your experience, strength, and hope about anything that you do with recovery, um, and I mean anything, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be about 12 steps. I mean, we've had people on who shared about uh, um, brain wave stuff and uh, meditation type stuff and um, I think we have a guest coming on uh, who is a doctor in a uh, um, headache clinic in Los Angeles. So, you know, if there's anything that you think is, you know, recovery related, by all means, send me an email at ray at miraclesandrecovery.org and I will send you out a media packet. 
you fill it out and we will schedule your guest appearance. You can come on for five minutes. You can come on for a segment. You can come on for the whole hour. I know that a lot of people that we invite on the show um, have a good positive message. We haven't had anyone who we have had to ask to leave to leave the show <laughs> that would be awful well i mean you would see you never know how you know some uh yeah we've had some really wonderful guests we really have we've been yeah, very fortunate. yeah we've been yeah very fortunate and you know i think we need to reach out to uh, a few of the older ones that we've had on uh you know a few years ago and um invite them back on oh yeah because i'm sure they've progressed too yeah, I mean, you know, and, and and it's also interesting to see where people are today. You know, like the mm-hmm. the one who made the uh, the movie, Erica. You know, I wonder what I wonder where she is and what she's doing. If she, you know, how that movie made out ultimately, and we need to have some people like that back on and find out. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love to hear from her again. That would be very, very interesting. Yeah. So send me an email at ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. I'll gladly send you out a media packet, fill it out. We'll set a date. Or even if you have suggestions of what you would like to hear, what what base of a show you would like to hear. And um, We'll absolutely try to get somebody on who's knowledgeable about that, and uh, we'll have a discussion and a conversation about it. Um, there are people who have reached out who, uh, or I've, even I reached out to, they have a non-12-step um, recovery vibe going on, like, say, a Naranon or, you know, just uh, just about complete abstinence without any type of... We'd like to hear your comments as well. We'd like to have you come on and share your knowledge because, you know, the 12 steps are not a cookie-cutter uh, type thing. What works for me may not work for the individual that's sitting to my left, may not work to the individual that is sitting to my right. So if there is an alternative uh, to 12 steps, we would like to have people come and share about that too and, the, and their successes and how they have ventured past miles, you know, ventured past milestones in their recovery with their type of um, recovery vehicle. So by all means, come on and uh, share your experience, strength, and hope. That's what it's about. This is your show. You know, Ellen and I just kind of try to facilitate it and try to fill in when no one's sharing their experience, strength, and hope. So by all means, call in, come in, um, and share what it is that you have. Yeah, we definitely love to hear. Yeah, I remember um, a year or two ago, we had a doctor that was doing medication-assisted therapy. And I thought, you know, the things that he had to say were right. very interesting because, you know, there are people, my daughter included, who've had a lot of success with that. There just there are many ways to recover, like you said earlier. So it's interesting to find out what people have done and how it's working for them. Right, exactly. And and that's what it's about. I mean, like I said, it's the, this is this is not... Um, cookie cutter uh, 
uh, science here because my, you know, my mindset, my upbringing, and my understanding of what we do is just a little bit different than yours. You know, so we we you know the general the general idea is there but if there's something else that can replace what it is that i'm missing that allows me to be a productive member of society i'd love to get that message out there because that's what it's about it's not about um having to follow the black and white pages within a specific book it's about trying to learn live life on life's terms and learn how, learning how to do that so how we can share that um you know is up to the people who are calling in it's up to the people who want to call and share their experience exactly and you know i think especially we're not big book thumpers as as i've heard you know some people called <laughs> So we we do want to hear every way that you know that it's possible to recover because it's important that people hear that message. Right, and, and like I said, if you even if it's even if it's that you run a facility, if it you you run a sober living facility, if you run a, uh, meetings or you do a uh, recovery marathon or or anything, if you have any events that are coming up. Send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org, and we'll talk about it. I mean, look what we did. Look what we did for Marcy. We just won her first place with, uh, with her pink. <laughs> um, yeah, come on, so come no. on, come on. Yeah, if you have anything that you would like to share, and would like to come on the air, we'd love you for that. But if you want to share something and you don't want to come on the air, that's okay as well. We will get your word out there as well. You know, you uh, dial 866-472-5792 if you want to call in. Send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org or ellen at miraclesinrecovery.org. That one has uh, cobwebs on it, so <laughs> try, to send it, try to send it to Ray. <laughs> and um, we can go from there with, with, any, with anything. So, you know, I think that... Um, our audience. We're going to get to, you know, I'd like to talk about the audience for a minute because you're the ones who drive us. You're the ones who keep us going. And it's funny because every single week, it's not funny, it's every single week on Monday, a couple hours before the show, I get a printout of where people are listening. We have a major United States listening uh, base, a major Ireland listening base and it's wild that you know we get calls from we get calls we get listeners from China we get listeners from Russia Indonesia you know name a country and we've had a listener or two from there and it blows my mind that I'm sitting in the studio here in Port St. Lucie Florida and someone is listening to me in a completely different time zone. Um, yeah, who speaks another language. That's what's fascinating to me. And they come back because the number yeah. stays solid. You know, so this this vehicle is doing something. And, you know, we're, we're, we're 
just kind of steering it in the direction that we think it should go, call up, change the direction. You know, we'll, we'll gladly we'll gladly mold to where it is that you want to go. We'll gladly allow you your time and space to share your experience, strength, and hope, because that's what this is about. And I, I just I just I just love it when I look at every week and I see, you know, either another country or the numbers from one of our solid countries go up. That means that not during the show. People are talking about the show, so people intentionally come and listen the next week. And we really appreciate that a lot. We do. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I, there was a there was a, a while there where we were on um, terrestrial radio. We were in uh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and the only time the only time we knew um, that we had a listener is if we got a call. We got one right. call. <laughs> we got one yeah. call, and so we knew we had one listener in Vegas. We we had we had many more than that <clears throat> because I saw people you know people reached out to us on uh, Facebook and all of that. But it's okay uh, that we're sitting here talking. You and I are talking. We know we have listenership now because of the vehicle that we are using. They can track it, and they can track it all right. the way down to almost like community like you can go and dig right down into LA and right into counties and and all of that stuff and and find out how many people are actually listening where they're listening that's very cool because you, you yeah, can't it is. really do that with with you know the kind of radio we were on before well you know something during the day like some of uh, some of the stations, you can track it, but not as not as not as uh, pinpoint as you can you can hear. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that we're uh, sharing our experience, strength, and hope, and um, getting the message of recovery out there. You know, I mean, if we if we saved one life, which I know we have. Because people have um, the the gentleman that called us, the gentleman and wife called us from uh, when we were on one of the other shows. He was uh, I worked for the government. They were in Georgia, I think, and their daughter was struggling, and and uh, they listened to the show, and it helped them um, take a take a different angle of approach with their daughter and ultimately they, mm-hmm. they called us back remember they called us back and said a couple of years later that their daughter is doing good. Mm-hmm. That that's why we keep doing it. That is you know, you are the reason. Because anybody you know, anybody can be a miracle in recovery. And yeah. Getting the word out is important. Yeah. And so we're we're coming almost close to the time where we have to say miracles in recovery hope is in your corner this is a it's a quick hour you know i mean i'm sitting here in the studio the lights are out and i'm going to say it again i'm in my underwear so that probably (laughs) tells you if i said it twice it's probably true right um but no i got i got two little dogs at my feet and they're minding their own business and uh we've had another successful hour you know and and i'm grateful that I can sit here and be able to 
share who I am, for Ellen to be able to share who she is, share how I, how our lives have changed um, in such a short time. I mean, I, 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 I claim 29 years clean, which, which I have, but my life didn't immediately become this, this great. You know, and it's it's just through the strength of others that my life has changed, and I'm I'm grateful today to be able to share that. And sadly, we have about thirty seconds left, so we can't share that anymore this week. So I guess with that, Ellen, I guess we'll just say with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everyone. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.